This is The Blunt Doctor Show On a Thursday On a great Thursday On the best Thursday That the state of Arizona has seen forever Keith, is that true? Yes That's true? Best in forever In forever It's probably the best Thursday the state of Arizona is ever going to see Because when do you fucking remember Thursday? The Phoenix fucking Suns Yeah Let's say it with me Phoenix Phoenix Fucking Suns. Fucking Suns. Phoenix fucking, fucking Suns. Phoenix fucking Suns. Have defeated the Los Angeles Lakers in a six-game series. They sent LeBron and Anthony Davis packing. We have beaten L.A. Fuck L.A. Beaten L.A. They say beat L.A. Well, job done. You've already been beaten. Mission accomplished. Yeah. If this mission were handed to Ethan Hunt and the IMF, mission accomplished. Tack it on up. Job is done. We're drinking whiskey in case that's not clear. It is an exciting time. To be a Suns fan. The Suns defeat the Lakers. The Nuggets defeat the Blazers. It's Suns Nuggets in the next round. Keith. Thoughts. Just like just generic fan thoughts. Like I know absolutely nothing about basketball Suns in four. Yes! Yes, that's exactly what I want to hear. I don't want to hear anything else. Because let me tell you something. I had two people come on my show mm-hmm. in the weeks leading up to this. And they both picked the Suns to beat the Lakers. And then one of them in private was like, the Suns aren't going to beat the Lakers. And I was like, then why the fuck did you say that on my show? And I'm not going to name that person, Slims, Brandon, from the B&T Overtime Show. Not going to name, not going to name that person Slims. I'm not going to name that person Slims, Slims, Slims. I'm not going to name that person Slims. I'm not going to name the person who said that the Suns can't beat the Lakers. Slims, 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 Slims. Anyway, so... I'm not going to name the person who said that the Suns can't beat the Lakers, but I had multiple people who said the Suns can't beat the Lakers. I just had a question for you. You're 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 up on the news, right? Yeah. You you read like local news and recent news. You're a person who's up on the latest happenings. Uh, not as much as I'd like to be, but you know, I I I. I... You've read the news tonight, though. Tonight? Yeah, you've read some news tonight. Did the Suns beat the Lakers? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you read yeah, that in the news. Oh, yeah, yeah, that news. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure you read that That's in the news. That's the only news that matters, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm pretty sure that was in the news. I'm pretty sure that LeBron James lost to the Suns. I'm pretty sure, because I was told a bunch of times that can't happen. Oh, yeah. Were, were you told a bunch of times that can't happen? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was told a bunch of times that can't happen. So I'm just curious. I was told that, yeah, that the LeBron was going to be facing... Uh, the Nets. Right, yeah. Oh, Lakers, yeah. Nets. Yeah. yeah. No, because no one could beat LeBron. Because he's never lost in the first round, so yeah. he couldn't possibly lose in the first round. It could never happen. Yeah. yeah but I I feel like it did happen. Yeah. Is that what was in the news? Because I feel like that was what was in the news. Yeah, it's... That was in the news. Yeah, okay, printed. yeah. So, so the Lakers lose. Well, I just... Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> I'd love to sit here and talk about the Suns, but if we're doing the national media thing... Every single thing is framed through the Lakers. Right. It's not Suns win, it's Lakers lose. So just, you know, so Lakers lose, mm-hmm. LeBron loses. Oh. Did AD lose? Yeah, I think he did. No, that's true. So did Frank Vogel lose? Yeah, no, I think that's true. So all of the Lakers, so this is really disappointing for the Lakers, who now exit into the offseason and clearly nothing else happens in basketball now because the Lakers are gone. Fuck ESPN, in case it's not clear what I'm saying right now. I'm so fucking tired of hearing this bullshit. I have had to listen to 11 fucking years of Lakers fucking talk when they weren't even good. And yeah, they won the title last year. 
And now they ran into the actual buzzsaw that was the Phoenix fucking Suns. And where's the respect? It's not there. Never. I can't see it. Can like have you heard any at any point? Like, can you like just honestly, like, I'm like because I listen to podcasts all the time and I legitimately the one person who respected us, Bobby fucking Marks, picked the Suns to win. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Yeah. That's the world that we live in right now. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. The, no, no, but no, not sorry. That's think about that for a minute. You're a Phoenix Suns fan. Yeah. And the only person at ESPN who picked the Suns to win is a person you've never fucking heard of. I've heard of Bobby Marks, obviously. No disrespect to Bobby Marks. No, no, no. Who's Bobby Marks? Bobby Marks is an ESPN cap guru who was the dude. He was the cap guru for the Nets when they made made the Paul Pierce-Kevin Garnett trade. And they, like, gave up a bunch of first-round picks and tanked the Nets for a decade. So he's been made fun of a lot for that. But the point is he's still very good at apparently prognosticating NBA series. Because, again, I feel like I, I heard, I think I heard this on the news I think I heard the Suns beat the Lakers. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. The Suns beat the fucking Lakers. Fuck the Lakers. I couldn't be more possibly fucking happy right now. Lakers have been eliminated from the playoffs. That's the best way to look at it. The Lakers are eliminated. They are eliminated. The former champions have been eliminated by the Phoenix Suns. Roasted. In six games. Cooked. In their own arena. In front of their people. That was probably the best part of this whole thing is that Devin Booker went full scale fuck you and had one of the best games of his career. And I just, it's tremendous. Can I, I, yeah. Yeah. Can I pretend to be ESPN for a second? Do it. Um, are the Suns a dirty team? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do, give me that prompt again and let's just do ESPN oh. for a couple minutes. Let's go. Oh, okay. Are the are the Suns a dirty team? Well, I think that any team that finds a way to play against Anthony Davis when he's obviously injured is clearly dirty. They obviously should have been standing on the sidelines while Anthony Davis was on the court and allowing him to do any single thing that he wanted. Because, of course, when a Laker player plays injured, he should be given carte blanche to do what he likes. Don't you think? Yes. You know, if if game if, if basketball was five quarters, the Lakers would have won that game. I think if basketball was six quarters, the Lakers also would have won that game, which proves that if you go longer, the Lakers would win every single game, and therefore, basketball should go longer. I don't think there's any way that you could make an argument against that, Chet. I wouldn't even attempt to. Yeah, no, of course not. I also think that we should go back in time and that we should take every single shot that the Lakers made from three and make it four points because of the difficulty of terrible, terrible basketball players making three-point shots. Don't you think that's fair? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I uh, don't know anything at all. <laughs> I fucking hate the Lakers so much that this is one of the best days of my life. Yeah. Honest to God, I am, I am fucked up. I'm, I'm, I'm so yeah, many. I've, I've had a, a, oh, a yeah. peanut butter scotch, dude, or yeah. whis- whiskey. Listen, listen. Shout to Gerald Bourget mm-hmm. because peanut butter whiskey. I think we just like as the fan base, as the Suns fan base, we should just own peanut butter whiskey. I don't know like how we could dominate that, but I think that we should find a way to do that because this is very good. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a like a peanut butter whiskey weed vape. On top of this peanut butter whiskey, that might be the only way that things could be better. The best part about all of this is 
We talked about this personally before. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it for the fans. The first basketball series you and I ever watched. Yes. Is 2010 Western Conference Final Suns Lakers. We're at your apartment. Mm-hmm. We are not sober. Probably taking not. some medications I'm not going to mention. We were. Was that the DX, DXM phase? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah. So I don't we, know if we, that was. So or we not. Were, yeah. So we drank and smoked and robo trip, whatever. So we're robo tripping and it was Suns Lakers and, and the Lakers whooped their ass for the first couple of games. And like game three came back to Phoenix and we were just like, we're going to win. We're yeah. going to win. We found a way. Yeah. We found a way for the next two games. We found a way. And now... Like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Life finds a way. Yeah. You uh, you do expect to have Suns Championships on your Suns Championship podcast. Anyway, yes, yes, yeah. It was so... We, so, that one, so here's the thing. Things were going well, and then I traveled for work, and we lost the next two games. I literally... Okay. So... I got off the plane, right, in game six. Or, excuse me, game five. We blow the game at the last second, and we fall behind the series. And then ten minutes later, I have to, like, go meet my then-girlfriend, who was... Not a Suns fan. Not a good person either. Oh, right. So, <laughs> that was that was a really horrendous moment in my entire life. So I just like to black that moment out. So that was that was the first series we watched together. Just yeah. a dark moment in history. Mm-hmm. And then we watched a decade of Tom Brady right. dominating everything. Mm-hmm. And we would ask ourselves, why not the Suns? Right. And it's it's it sucks. All of our sports karma has been It's it's totally football. Yeah. Like cause well, cause here's the thing, like Cause we do like okay Sundays we're like doing a pork roast and we're grilling, we could do like some grilled veggies, some you know potato. We do a whole thing, and then same thing in the playoffs, and it's like with the Suns. Obviously, it's this season seventy two, but it's an eighty two game season. You're not gonna, you can't you know grill eighty two times. Well, I guess you could if you had just unlimited things yeah. to do. But I but the point is, I'm not I'm not like throwing open the grill. And, you know, putting a whole spread for a 50-point loss <laughs> like it's been over the last 10 years. And now, it's like, we're again, it's the same thing. It's like you're, you're throwing up in the grill, you're cooking. It's like the basic things, the basic joys in life go along with your team putting up a fight, at least. And then winning a series like this, it's like life is good again. Like, I feel like I'm living on a beach yeah. We used to live on the beach in Long Beach. We right. lived on the beach. So we can fucking verify what it feels like to live on the beach. Yeah. Like, legitimately, we did that. So That is true. I feel exactly like that again. And most of the time, even though if you live on the beach, you don't see the beach. Yeah, no, fuck the beach. The beach is terrible. The point is, I feel like I live on the beach. Yeah. I'd rather feel like I live on the beach than actually live on the beach. Exactly. I feel like we're getting really philosophical right now. Yeah. I kind of like that. We don't... The Blunt Doctor Show doesn't have a lot of philosophical. It's mostly me yelling about sports. Well, these these are... You know, this is the reward of having a team that wins. You get to think of, think about things like this instead of losing. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't have to go into a closet and bang my head against the wall. Right. I can instead think about, like, the metaphysical aspects of winning a basketball series. Exactly. You don't have to... Yeah. yeah. Like, what changes in the universe when <laughs> Devin Booker scores 47? Yeah. Like, 
Is there an astrophysical change? Yeah. Like, is does a black hole open up somewhere? I think a black hole is opened up probably in the center of, like, Lakers Radio. <laughs> yeah. Where a bunch of, you know, bloviating black hole dickheads are running their mouths mm-hmm. about how the Lakers actually won the series. So I think that that's probably correct. There's definitely a black hole probably right in the center of Los Angeles around a bunch of radio stations that probably won't exist three months from now. <laughs> Which is the best part about Los Angeles Sports Radio, of course, is that every three weeks, that station doesn't exist anymore. That, like, literally, like, I got into more fights with, like, local L.A. radio people when I lived there than, like, ever. And, like, all of those people are out of work. (laughs) They are as employed as me on my personal podcast. I'm just saying. That's how bad the media market is in L.A. It's like... Don't have a bad opinion. So who who on the L.A. roster is going to be out of work? In the Lakers? Yeah. See, that's an interesting question because, like, you know, we were talking earlier, the Schroeder thing. It's Let's just say that I've heard that the Schroeder situation, everyone makes fun of him for turning down the extension. But the real deal with that extension was that the Lakers p- could probably combine Schroeder and Kuzma and Taylor Horton Tucker and the one first round pick they have available to trade, you might be able to get a third star. You've got a solid role player in Kuzma. Taylor Horton Tucker is a really nice young prospect. You've got a late first round pick. And then, of course, Schroeder would be the matching salary. But Schroeder turned down that extension. So now I don't know. Like, the, that was the Lakers' path to getting better. Right. They wanted to build that situation to get a third star. And now that's gone. This is the team they wanted. Yeah. They, well, yeah, that was exactly, exactly. Like they thought we'll win the title with this team and then we can package stuff next year to get better. And like, here's the thing. Okay. You've known me forever and whether or not, okay. Do I, do I admit when I'm wrong when it comes to sports stuff? Yes. Do I call myself out when I'm wrong? Yes. You you will back me up on that. Yeah, you give that on, on this show. I, exactly. I, I've said all year, the Lakers signings don't make sense. It makes no sense. You ha- <laughs> your team is your team is built about around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And so your key signings are Montres Harrell and Marc Gasol, guys who play the same positions as your best players. And you could be like, well, Anthony Davis was hurt. Yes, but it would have been really nice to have a good wing and good guard play right now. Every single decision they made was terrible. And everyone, I, I, I told people, you heard me. They said it over and over. And so this is this is what comes due. So who's going to be gone? I don't think Gasol comes back. The Lakers can sit here and stare me in the face and tell me all day, Andre Drummond's part of the future. No, he's fucking not. Fuck that. He didn't then, see the floor. Yeah, he was. He didn't even. Yeah, he literally didn't get a minute tonight. He did not play one minute. Yeah. You're going to tell me that dude's coming back? No, he's not coming back. Dennis Schroeder literally turned down an extension so he could choose the next team. Now, maybe there's a sign and trade. Maybe he comes back because no one, whatever. But, like, dude, dude, the Lakers might just be this, the same dudes as LeBron and AD and then, like, KCP. Like, the team might be very different next year. And they're not, like, LeBron's a year older. And, I mean, AD, like, everyone's like, well, if AD, they got their ass kicked when AD was on the court. Well, game two and game three, yes. Because the Suns made zero shots. Right. Like, 
I don't I don't know what people are watching. The Suns literally had open shots every single second of game two and three. It wasn't yeah. People keep crediting the LA defense. It was more that the L or we just weren't hitting our. Own you were re- that's li- like, and it's not. I'm not even trying to say that LA's defense is bad. I'm totally not trying to say that. Right. But when Crowder's two of twenty from three, and you like all oh, like eighteen of those twenty are wide fucking open. It's not your defense. It's that we're ice cold. It's just, it's just what it is. Sometimes you go cold, and the thing is, water finds its level eventually, and we kick their ass for two games in a row. Water finding its level meant we kicked their ass. Yeah, most of these numbers are average. Yeah. Except for, you know, Booker's 47. (laughs) (laughs) That's just amazing. I mean, well, and who's the thing? Who would have thought? I mean, I have been saying forever, DeAndre Ayton is built for the playoffs. But who would have thought that both Booker and Ayton in their first playoff series against the defending champions, the number one defense, would be like, okay, Let's play on another level. And they both did. It's Booker tonight, especially like he roasted the Lakers basically in the first half. They were basically done. Like he, he put them in such a hole that even when the Lakers went on run after run after run, it just didn't matter because Booker had already bagged so many. He was like coming off screens. He's hitting pull-ups. Okay. I know. The 70-point game, whatever. We've watched a lot of Suns. Do you ever remember a better Booker game than this? Can I, you even think of one? I can't think of one. This is this is the Booker. When people talk about Booker, this is the Booker. Yep. That, this is what we want. He was ice cold. It was something else to watch. Yeah. I mean, and that was after watching game five. <laughs> this game was even crazier because it was in L.A. It was amazing. And this is after watching Lillard yeah. in in game five of the Blazers Nuggets, where Lillard just like checked out of human consciousness and hit 75 threes in a row. And I'm not saying that Booker was better than Lillard, but like, you know, the Nuggets suck on defense and the Lakers are the best defense and Booker scored 40 fucking seven. You know, Dame scored 55 and lost. Booker scored 47 and whooped ass. I'm just saying. You know, Dame's going home. Booker's going to the next round. For once, let's 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 get some credit going. Like this is this is what it's been all about. Like when Paul came here, and I, I, you know, dude, I'll fucking pull up the text. I have receipts. Two months before the Chris Paul trade was even talked about, I said, "What if the Suns flipped Rubio and Ubre for Paul because of the situation?" Because I fucking follow basketball trades and free agency because I don't have a life and. Everyone around me was like, oh, that's crazy. Well, you know, lo and behold, now the Suns are in the next round. And, you know, the thing about Chris is like, coming to this game, people are like, oh, he's not healthy. Looked pretty fucking healthy tonight. I thought so. He was cooking. I thought so. He had he, so many clutch shots. He what, He still seemed hesitant to shoot the three. And I don't know, did he hit a three tonight? He did. He did? Okay. Yeah. I missed that. To be fair, I mean, like, he's, you know, I mean... Really, only a couple of years in Houston was he like a gunner from three. For sure, for sure. So it's like, you know, some people are like, well, he's hesitant from three. It's like, yeah, but like Chris doesn't, that's he true. never looks for his shot first. That's not Chris's thing. That's like, true. But he, he's, he's, you're right. You're totally, I'm not trying to dog you. You're right. He's totally hesitant from three. But I'm just saying, like, 
sometimes that's Chris being hesitant. And other times, just like whip that shit to the core. Yeah, it's it's difficult to know now, like whether it's because of his shoulder or if that's just because you know that's true. Like before in the regular season, there were times he was wide open, wide open for three and still would pass it. Yeah, especially in the first half of games, like he's he's very passive in the first half of games because he wants to let the team build things. Jay Crowder, man. Jay fucking Crowder. He, Crowder and Booker basically won this game because they hit so many threes. The This is probably Crowder's best game as yeah. a son, right? I, like, oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Like, not even a question. Like, he no. Was, the, what, what, what was on the line? Yeah. yeah. And he hit everything. Like, for the start of this series where he hit nothing, he hit, like, he hit like a pair of off-screen triples. He hit, and he also hit the one at the end of the game to basically seal it. Like yeah. it, it just with like six minutes into the game, he'd already outscored his like average points per game in his like previous four games. Yeah, and it just Jay's awesome. Yeah, and it just and we were talking about this earlier. It's like Crowder played for Miami last year, and you know they lost the finals to LeBron, and you know. A first-round series means nothing in comparison to the finals. I'm not trying to say that. But Jay Crowder was awesome last year, and LeBron still, you know, took him down. They won. Jay Crowder was awesome this year. And if you go on, like, plus-minus and stuff, he was the best player in the series, and they beat LeBron. And LeBron lost his first first-round series ever. And that's – it doesn't – a ring obviously matters way more. But if you're Jay Crowder – this tiny little bit of revenge has got to feel really good. Oh, it's got to feel amazing. Of course. Yeah, yes, yes. Especially after he mean mugged him. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. oh this was a brutal series. They <sighs> they were getting into it. Oh. I mean, especially tonight, you know. I mean, this series looked like, I mean, like, there's no love lost between. This is like, these teams kind of fucking hate each yeah, other. Yeah, that's it what it looks like. like. Hell yeah. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I think Crowder and LeBron, like, they played together for like half a season, and I just I think I think Jay Crowder really fucking hates LeBron. I don't I don't know that he I mean I don't think he I don't think they hate each other as people, right? I think there's tons of it's basketball, right? But I'm just saying like I think the way Jay Crowder looks across the court and sees LeBron, he's like I'm gonna fuck this guy. I'm gonna do everything I can to fuck this dude up. He's gonna just you know it's it's. We're pretty physical. I oh wouldn't be surprised God. if we don't see some of this in the next series, too. Oh, yeah. Some of this physicality and people getting angry, you know. I think you have to with Jokic. I think the thing is, is they, like, like okay, everyone talks about was what Dame has been doing in the, in the portal. And Dame's been fucking spectacular, of course. But, like, Jokic has also been fucking spectacular. He, you know, everything Denver does run, runs through him. And... Uh, Credit us, you ask Jokic, one of his least favorite people to play against is DeAndre Ayton, because Ayton is big and long, and he fucking hates getting that dude in his face. So I think the Suns have an example there. But yeah, like this series is going to get ugly, because if you're Denver, and you're suffered the amount of injuries they have, and you're playing some of these deep bench dudes, it's like, fuck it, let's go for it. You're going to, some dudes will get six fouls, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to play rough. And I think this is where the DeAndre Ayton thing matters a lot because Ayton has defended Jokic well, and it's like I 
I want to, like, people will be like, well, what if, I don't know if you can do that. Did anyone just watch him? Every single time LeBron got switched on to Aiton in this series, every fucking time. If LeBron was outside the three-point line and Aiton switched on him, he would not drive. He would either pass or he would shoot over Aiton. Every time he drove and then Aiton rotated into the lane, LeBron would pass out. LeBron James wants fucking nothing to do with DeAndre Aiton. And I got to be honest, I don't think Jokic will either. And I don't. I think this is a good matchup for this. I mean, the Blazers would be better. The Suns would wax the Blazers. But I don't think Denver, especially without Jamal Murray, I don't I don't see it. You know, I think the Suns and four, you said it, baby. Let's stick to that. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm with it. What has been for you, let me ask you, just as, as, as a fan. Okay, so would you agree with me? That as as Suns fan friends, prior to this year, our most fun season watching basketball together was the 2013-14 Suns. Yeah. The the Gerald Green and Dragic year. That. Yeah. So the, the 48 or yeah, the 48 win season. Yeah. yeah, that season was awesome. I we missed the playoffs. That sucked, but that year was fun. Like Gerald Green, our favorite player that Hell year, yeah. right? That was so fun. Who it's that's that's one of the best years of my life. Honestly, that was just so much fun. It was if you if you've never the 2013-14 Suns won 48 games they tied the Warriors for winning the most games without making the playoffs it was an ass kicking crazy year they missed the playoffs by like half a game cuz of the fucking Grizzlies this is the Mike Conley you know Mark Gasol Grizzlies and i think the Pelicans too. god that shit was crazy in any case it was a fun season Gerald Green had the best year of his career including a game against the Thunder, the Thunder game. Oh, my God. He's 11 of 14 from three. I think he scored 44. <laughs> and, like, that was also the game where Bledsoe and, like, Westbrook were, like, mean mugging yeah. each other. That yeah. game was awesome. Like, that season was fun. Yeah, so, yeah. from this season, does anyone stand out to you as the Gerald Green of this season? Oh, you know, I really love Cam Johnson. He really is fun to uh, watch play. But, like, just in the playoffs, it has to be DeAndre Ayton right now. Yeah. Like, just DeAndre Ayton. I just love seeing him drive it down. Um, just just seeing him dunk it over some of the people. Oh, God, yeah. You know, he, he's going by, like, LeBron and AD and... You know, most of the time it's usually like Drummond or something like that. But still, like, dude, that's it's still spin, awesome. He, this spin he put on Drummond when he spun into his chest and Drummond like flopped. <laughs> yeah, and then he like AD like or DA like looked down at him and yeah. then like double handed it in his face and the ball landed on. T- that was fucking awesome. That man. was like, awesome, and that I, was a really pivotal point. Yeah, that yeah. was a huge dunk too. And then like a couple plays later. They switched LeBron onto him, and DA just went right through him. Like yeah. it's he has exploded in these playoffs in a way that, and but you know what the Cam Johnson thing is right because like we we're talking about earlier, like when Cam Johnson dunks, <laughs> I want to like throw shit at the wall, exactly like, because it's just so. It's like why is how is this guy doing that? And it's always at an unexpected time, like because it it all it just he. It's always unexpected. Like it always comes when he gets the ball gets kicked out on a switch and he's wide open and someone's closing and you're like, oh, Cam's totally got room to shoot this. And he just decides not to. And all of a sudden he's at the rim and it's 
always a vicious dunk. It's never <laughs> like I used to. I I I've said this to you a million times. Is like I my favorite thing about Gerald Green. Uh, Joe Green might be my favorite basketball player to watch ever. I love that guy more than anything because my favorite thing about him was when he would go to dunk, I said this too many times, he would attack the rim like it had done something personally offensive to his family. Like that rim had like assaulted his mother and he was going to destroy that rim in any fucking way possible. Like that's what I loved about Gerald Green. And I feel it was the same way about Cam Johnson because it's like, he, like, attacks a closeout and then suddenly turns around for a reverse dunk. Remember, he did, like, a two-handed reverse dunk. And we're like, who is this motherfucker? Like, <laughs> I, I love Cam Johnson. Now, to be, it, LeBron has dunked on him about 20 times in this series. Yeah, like, yeah. Almost all of LeBron's little spin dunks have been courtesy of Cam Johnson <laughs> defense. So, to be fair... But man, that little, the Tory Craig, Jay Crowder two man game. Oh, yeah. Where they're like whipping the ball back and forth for dunks. Like, oh my God, dude. I, this team rules. Yeah. Like, this is, this is fun. This is, like, this is fun. I don't, I, don't, I know that seems basic, but we've been, we've been watching Suns basketball together for over a decade. It's not fun. Exactly. That, that's like when, it's not so much that I wanted us to beat L.A. as much as I hate them. Like, I just didn't want this season to end. Yeah. I just want to watch us play more. Because we're playing so good right now. It would just be it would be shitty for it to end right now. I just want more. Yeah, especially when we get the two seed. Exactly. And then the Lakers are there. Yeah. And it's not like I don't want a tough challenge. But, yeah, like, this season has been... Everything like there's just been so many games. Like remember, okay, so early in the year, remember the Booker game winner against Dallas when we're down by two, and they we whip the ball to Paul in the corner, and he hits Booker coming off the screen, and Booker hits the three for the game winner, and I scream so fucking loud, my entire neighborhood hears me, and then you go on Mavericks Reddit, and they're like, of course it's fucking Booker, and you just dude. That is the first time I realized, because I know that Booker has hit a lot of game winners, but that is the first time I, this season, that game is the first time I realized the Mavericks look at Devin Booker like we looked at Kobe Bryant. They fucking hate him. Their fans hate him because he hit so many unbelievably clutch shots against the Mavericks. Like that's always how it was with Kobe, with the Lakers. It just, he ruined everything. And book hits a game winner, and I just for fun, I just want to see what I just wanted to see what you know. I wasn't even trying to be a dick; I was just curious. And this is the first time I realized, like, dude, there's an entire fan base that hates this motherfucker, and like, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever loved Devin Booker more than that moment. Not when he hit the game winner, but when I realized that there's an entire fucking city, a major U.S. city. That if Devin Booker gets the ball, every single fucking person in that city is like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Not again. We all know that about Dame. We all know that about Steph. But Devin Booker has been ignored over and over. Not in Dallas. In Dallas, they look at this motherfucker and go, you have got to be kidding me. And now they're going to do the same thing in Los Angeles. 
And starting next week, they're going to do the same fucking thing in Denver because Devin Booker is finally being afforded the platform that he has deserved for the long time. And the thing that bothers me the most about this situation is that so many people will view this thing and say, well, why wasn't Devin Booker in the playoffs before? Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear any of that shit because if you're not privy to what went on in the first few years of Devin Booker's career, that means you're not privy to fucking actually looking at shit. Go ahead and look at the rosters of teams filled with guys who are no longer even in the league. Whether they were old veterans, whether they were young dudes who were perceived to be friends of Devin Booker and had no business on an NBA roster, the simple fact of the matter is, from ownership to management, no one in this team had a fucking clue how to build a roster. Ryan McDonough was so focused at all times with, I'm going to win this trade, and it doesn't matter if I actually build a team, I'm going to win this trade. And James Jones showed up and said, this is how you build a basketball team. And he gave the keys to Devin Booker and said, when I hand these to you, you better win me a playoff series. And that is exactly what fucking happened. Because Devin delivered over and over when it mattered. And we've watched this. We've watched Tom Brady do this. I know it's a different sport, but didn't watching Devin tonight, especially in that first quarter, that felt like Tom Brady. You know what I mean? It's hard not to think about that, you know. Everything was on point. When everything is going in, and it's just like, wow, is it really just going this well right now? Yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind is Tom. Exactly. And I know that, well, truth be told, you know, Tom got in the NFL at 23. I believe he won his first Super Bowl at age 24. Devin Booker's 24. So, like, it's time. And by the way, you know, LeBron won his first title at 27 or 28. Michael won his at 29. For all the, you know, bullshit talk about Book, go win this title this year. And, you know, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think people understand. Like, this is not a, this is not it. Like, just took out LeBron. I don't care about injuries, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm supposed to be afraid of Denver. We're just getting started. Yeah. yeah. I'm not afraid of Denver. You know? Yeah. Chris Paul's going to be healthy for this series. Oh, man. And that, you know, and here's the biggest thing, too, is home court. Is, you know, again, like, it's one thing against, again, the Lakers and a healthy AD in game two, but, like, the Nuggets going to come to Phoenix two games in a row. We're rocking a full arena. Yeah. We're the best we've been in a decade. Devin Booker has all the confidence in the world. Like, this is not going to be, like, dude, if I'm Denver right now, I'm like, you're going to be fucking kidding me. This is the yeah. thing. Like, this is the point is, Devin Booker, like, this is this is where you build the legends. Yeah. This is the whole thing. This is where Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller and Patrick Ewing, this is where it all comes from. You know? Yeah. This is, this is, this is it. This is literally everything. Like, it's hard to fathom for me. Like, like I grew up with Michael Jordan and all this stuff. And like, you know, as I've gotten older, it's been Tom Brady. But it's hard for me to fathom. Like, you know, I'm older and I'm watching this kid, this 24-year-old kid. And the moment means nothing to him. 
not that he doesn't care, but he literally has ice water in his veins. He's not, he's not like us. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he doesn't, he doesn't experience anxiety and fear and frustration in the way that we do. He just, he's just different. And, and that, I just, it's a special thing to, to be watching, like, like we've watched this whole, we've watched this kid grow up. He was 18 when he came to the Suns. It was just a shooter. And he was a dude who was underplayed on his collegiate team. And like, by the end of his rookie year, all of us were like, what the fuck? What do we, what do we get here? Really? This kid's good. And now he's grown into one of the best players in the league. And I, it's just a fucking astounding thing. I, I watched Michael Jordan. I was a kid. I watched Kobe Bryant. I was a little younger than him. You know, I watched guys who were, you know, sort of my contemporaries. And they, you know, some of them moved on. And now, or LeBron is, you know, kind of my age group. And now I'm watching this next kid. And it's just like, how do you do this? It's just special. It's just fucking cool, man. Like, sometimes sports go beyond like sports it's humanity yeah you know becomes like art yeah yeah inspirational yeah you know, motivational yeah. i have always said that basketball should be called the beautiful game not soccer soccer is a beautiful game but basketball is the beautiful game in my opinion like i think basketball is the best game on the planet i love football sure like it's great but like Every single basketball game has the potential to be awesome. Football is so mired in game plans and personnel and health and all. Any any five people against any five people might be awesome. Basketball is everything. And to watch a kid harness that and become a megastar in front of your eyes is fucking cool. It's just fucking cool, man. I, I am I am the happiest I have been with basketball in eleven years. I'm just happy. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Yeah. You said it. This season's been fun again. It has. And they didn't disappoint. It's the first time we've been to the playoffs in a long time. And what is like I couldn't have asked for a better series, to be honest. You know? The Lakers in the first series with LeBron, like this is what we wanted. Yeah. we. This is what Devin Booker was looking forward to, and I think that's why he rose to the occasion, because this is what he's dreamt about. You know, he's finally here. And this is his only opportunity to get a play where LeBron was right now. You yeah. Know, he wouldn't have been able to play him later yeah. in the Western Conference Finals. This is it. So this was it. How did you feel after Game 3, when we were down 2-1? Like, what was your... Like, I, I still felt confidence, but, like, I, I, wor- I was worried a little bit, but I still felt good. Like, what was your internal thought, like? Um, you know, I, I, I was optimistic. I thought we were going to tie it up, you know. You, sure, there was fears a little bit here and there, but I, you know, I thought we would get it done. I, I was never, like, overtly worried. Yeah. You know, I put that we would win this series in seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it might get there. Yeah. But I, I, I believed in us, you know. I felt 
less anxiety during this series. Like, I felt more anxiety during Patriots playoff runs at times. Like, I really just felt like, I felt calm. Like, something about Chris Paul and campaign, man, like, they both made me feel like I, like, things were okay. I don't know. Like, I I said on one, on Sun's Reddit, I said, I was like, listen, I don't care if it's Chris Paul or campaign. I want CP running my team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, hell yeah. And it's, 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 I mean, yeah, I, oh man, it's, it's, it's been something else. Like I, whew, man, it's hard. Cause it's like, I don't want to see Javon Carter. I want to see Langston Galloway. But then when you see those dudes on the bench and they're like jumping up and down and they're like thrilled, like there's something special with this group. And that's how, you know, like, like, yeah. Truth be told, like your end of bench guys have to be happy because you might need them one game and they've got to be able to come in for minutes here and there and not fuck things up. And that's, you know, the truth about how it all goes. And I think one thing that you can say about the Suns is I trash his rotation sometimes, but Monty, like, dudes are ready to go. And hey, on that note, Frank fucking Kaminsky, huh? I got dogged. On Suns Reddit, man, because I said Kaminsky over Dario, especially against Gasol and Harrell. Kaminsky was awesome in this game. Hell yeah. He played a great game. He did. He was part of that huge lead. Yeah. He really helped build it. And I know he didn't play a ton of minutes, but like, I think that Kaminsky proved he's a much more reliable option against Dario. I think the biggest thing with Kaminsky is he's a really good passer. That's the Dario is okay. Like, he's not a bad passer. But, like, DeAndre Aiden's a really fucking good passer, and so is Frank Kaminsky. And Kaminsky got a couple of rebounds. He can shoot. Dario can shoot, too. Dario's maybe a little better off the dribble. Um, Dario has some nice post moves that Frank doesn't have, but Frank can pass. Frank can pass, can shoot. His defense is not horrendous. His rebounding is all right. Dude, again, I'm a U of A guy. So... In, you know, complimenting Frank Kaminsky is physically difficult for me to do. And yeah, I loved him in this game. Moving on, I just think, I think this is the time. And respect to Jokic, you're the MVP. Respect to Michael Porter Jr., you've come out of nowhere. Respect to Aaron Gordon from the University of Arizona. I respect all these dudes, but I just think it's time for the Suns to go to the next level. And I think the Denver's not there. So I'm going to say, I'm going to look at this series. And given that we've got home court, and I really think things are going to start well for us, I think we're clicking better than they are, and I think we're a better defensive team. I'm going to say Suns and five. That's what I think. That's really, yeah, that's respectable. That's what I think, honestly. What do you think? I think Suns and four. Suns and four. (laughs) Disrespectful, and I love it. (laughs) See, I should have that level of disrespect. I really do. I just, as much as I love and respect Denver, I just don't think this is their year. I think this is our year. Let me ask you a question. Um, do you have an opinion about Utah Jazz versus Mavs or Clippers at all? Um, I don't really, other than I, w- I just want to play Doncic in the Western Conference Finals. Yes. I, I want Doncic. Want to put that shit to bed. I want Doncic. Yeah. I do too, man. I want the I want the Mavs to finish the Clippers. 
Even though I picked the Clippers, I want the Mavs to win it. I want the Mavs to beat the Jazz. And I want Doncic versus Aiden in the Western Conference Finals. That's what I want. I want to put that shit to bed forever. Me too. DeAndre Aiden is eight and fucking one against Luka Doncic. Luka cannot play against DeAndre because DeAndre defends him and locks him up every single time. I want that. How many times have I said to you, I don't give a shit about any stat or anything, whatever. If DeAndre locks up Luka in the 2021 Western Conference Finals... We, I, we fucking talked about these years, and now we have the opportunity to make it happen. I don't give a shit. I want. Exactly. Oh, I want the Mavericks. <laughs> Me too. And the other thing is my stepbrother. You know, like, not that he's like a diehard Mavs fan. He doesn't even listen to this podcast. But if I could throw that shit in his face forever, that would be really fun for me. And I know that pettiness and blah, blah, blah doesn't matter, but uh, this is basketball. This is what trash talking is all about is interfamily pettiness. And I've owned my stepbrother forever because he's a Cowboys fan and I'm a Patriots fan, but he holds the 2011 title over me. But what would do better than taking Luka Doncic and shoving his fat overweight face into the dirt while DeAndre Ayton dunks over him? This is the fantasy now. This is what we need to root for. This is it. His sons defeat Nuggets. Clippers defeat Mavs. Clippers defeat Utah. Suns defeat or, or 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 Mavs defeat Clippers. I'm so drunk. <laughs> Mavs defeat Utah. Suns defeat Mavs, and then Suns defeat Nets. I think we have to because imagine if our run was Lakers, Nuggets with the MVP, Mavs with Luca, Nets with you know Harden. Basically, that would that's like worth three titles. That's like the best ring ever. Yeah. There's no question that we were the best team that season. Yeah, that like that fucks everything. Like anything anyone could ever say. So yeah, so let's Mavs finish it out. Mavs over Utah. We're gonna crush the Nuggets. And I, yeah, I'm gonna start rooting for the Nets just because I want them. You know, that's where I'm at right now. I, I hey, I posted the podcast and said, bring on the Lakers, bring on the Nets. You know what? Bring them on. Bring on the fucking Nets. Fuck, fuck the New Nuggets. York. Yeah, yeah, fuck New York. Fuck Brooklyn. Fuck the Nuggets. Fuck the Mavs. Bring on the Nets. We're calling for the Nets now. We want Brooklyn. Yeah. We want Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. We want Brooklyn. We want Nashty. Yeah. We want Mike D'Antoni. We want Amari. And I'm going to tell you why. Because those motherfucking frontrunners abandoned us whenever things didn't go well for them. D'Antoni and Amari went off together to New York. Nashty went to the Lakers. All three of those motherfuckers decided to go somewhere else when things got a little tough. When the Suns tried to hire Steve Nash, he said, no, I'm working for the Warriors. And what a shock. Now he ends up in Brooklyn because you're a frontrunner motherfucker. And now, while everyone is sitting there looking at you because you've got your three-headed monsters of due to play offense and no defense and occasionally show up to actually participate in the basketball game, you think you're going to stop us. A fucking defensive nightmare. A multi-headed, versatile, switchable, unstoppable defensive juggernaut that can score with you and can also defend every single fucking position that you try to fuck us up with. We have DeAndre Ayton, who you have literally no one to deal with. We have Devin Booker, who is literally better than James Harden because he doesn't actually need the referees to save himself. You have Kevin Durant. Congratulations. If he and Kyrie show up, 
they actually participate in the game. We've got Jay Crowder and we've got Chris fucking Paul and we've got Mikhail Bridges to handle that problem. So let me tell you something. Fuck the Nuggets, fuck the Jazz, fuck the Mavericks, fuck the Clippers, fuck everyone who's in the Western Conference because we just took down the champions and I've got nothing for any of you, but I've got plenty for Brooklyn and I am calling for that right now. I want Brooklyn. Amen. Fuck yeah. I think that's the show. That's the show. Thank you for having me on here. I love having you on I here. love being an audience member we're, right here. We're going to fucking kill it during this Nuggets series. We're going to do another one. And then we're going to do another one when we beat the Mavericks. We're going to do another one when we beat the Nets. Yeah. And then we're going to have a lot of scotch and a lot of cigars. Hell yes. That's what that is. That's the Blunt Doctor Show. Beat Colorado. Beat everyone. Yeah. Beat everyone. Fuck basketball. But peace. <laughs>